Good morning and welcome to another edition of Today's Nutrition, where we look at what is hot in the news, what's new in research, or anything that can help us lose weight, get healthier, or live longer better. This week, I dug into research on conditions that are becoming more common as our environment changes and as our resilience diminishes. It's been baffling for both patients and doctors. The conditions are histamine intolerance, and that can lead to mast cell activation syndrome, MCAS. Mast cells are part of the immune system found everywhere in the body, in the skin, lining in the stomach, intestine, everywhere. So the symptoms are widespread, and these conditions are really difficult to understand, let alone diagnose. Common allergy tests are useless, or the symptoms fall across so many systems in the body, it doesn't fit into a box that can easily be treated. Like so many new conditions that are pandemic these days, these are complex and really need a whole body reset. Mast cells, as part of the immune system, hold histamines and other inflammatory compounds inside the cell membrane. When there's a trigger, it starts that whole mast cell reaction and explosion of the membrane releases the histamines from the cell, causing symptoms of an allergic reaction like itching and mucus and, and inflammation, things that you might take Benadryl for. However, the response, the benefit on that is limited and symptom relief only. It can be like hives on the skin, but it can be any place that they're mast cells and, and your immune system is everywhere. Skin, stomach, intestine, nervous system, hormone system, you name it, it's there. And even the structural system, that's, they've found so many different correlations here. Sure, occasional histamine response is common, you know, like seasonal allergies to pollen. But if it becomes a chronic health problem, you know, people are having ongoing year-round sinus problem, respiratory, gut problems, mood problems, uh, vague pain, or even brain fog, cognitive symptoms, you know, it's it, you need to pay attention. The thing is, when histamine intolerance persists, it can turn into mast cell activation syndrome. When the body overproduces all of those inflammatory compounds, this is when it gets serious. So here's a short list of some common reactions. If we stick with the GI tract, that is diarrhea, nausea, cramping. If it's on the skin, hives, itchiness, even eczema. Nervous system, headache, even migraine, confusion, fatigue, that old brain fog comes out. In the heart, low blood pressure or rapid heart rate. Heart rate. Eyes, the typical itchy, watery irritation. Nose, itchy, runny nose. Um, mouth and throat, same kind of thing, itching. Only can get the swelling of the lips and tongue. And lungs, trouble breathing or wheezing. But it can be sneezing attacks. It can be hormone imbalance. It can be asthma. IBS, yeah, in fact... Those people with IBS are at least four times more likely to have a mast cell disorder. It can also cause heartburn or GERD. 73.8% of the patients with stomach problems have symptoms 
that affected non-gastrointestinal system like uh, fatigue, dizziness, muscle, joint, and chest pain. You know, that immune system runs the entire digestive tract, you know, one cell thick. So, you know, you've got mast cells galore in there. So if you've got a lot of these problems, it may, may be time to listen. But Histamine intolerance and mast cell activation syndrome can also have vague symptoms like anxiety and fatigue and insomnia, uh, mood disturbances. So you can see why it is so hard to diagnose. And yeah, research is looking into viral associations like long-haul COVID as yet another confounder. You know, because it's so varied and affects so many different systems, there is no specific definition yet. You know, there's so many new things popping up that there, it's going to take forever for it to really come down to uh, the proper diagnosis, definition, and all that. But right now, it's being described as a chronic multi-system disorder of inappropriate mast cell activation triggered by various stimuli. Now, that's about as vague as you can get. You know, affects everything. It's chronic and various stimuli that we're going to go into. So you're going to be on top of it. And since, you know, your immune system is everywhere, it can be anywhere. Thing is, those mast cells If it's intense, if it's extreme, and that inflammation is bad, it can even damage organs. So what causes it? Is it in your genes? Well, no. You cannot blame your genes as the one single cause. Yes, genes can set you up. They can load the gun. But things in your environment pull the trigger. Big things, toxins, especially mycotoxins. Toxins from mold, they, they're they a big trigger. Certain medications, toxins released from infections, uh, stress-related triggers, even extreme temperature, too hot, too cold, can be a stress. Smells, very common, smoke, perfume, household cleaner, tons of toxins in there. Cosmetics, insect bites, matter of fact, any kind of venom can be a trigger. Gut health. Hippocrates knew it when he said, all disease begins in the gut. And a growing body of research shows this correlation between gut health and MCAS. You know, leaky gut syndrome, the gut lining is supposed to be very intact, only allowing certain things to cross. When you get leaky gut, you get these huge channels opening up and you've got bacteria and toxins and inflammatory compounds and undigested food going back into the bloodstream. That's leaky gut. That is such a problem. They they also call it intestinal permeability. It's a problem. Then you've got SIBO. You know, gut health is so important. Small intestinal bowel overgrowth, dysbiosis, the wrong bacteria in is thriving, and candida. You got yeast. So they've all been shown to influence mast cell activation and increase histamine production. Other things that can be triggers, vitamin deficiencies, especially vitamin D, because it's involved in so many immune situations, uh, even mast cell disorders. One study, mast cells automatically increased in a vitamin D deficient diet. 
So we have to make sure our nutrient levels are tip-top. Foods, because the gut has the most immune system, we've got to go on a low histamine diet. So foods that are high in histamine include anything fermented. So you've got fermented dairy, cheese, yogurt, uh, sour cream, buttermilk, kefir. Vegetables high in histamine are going to be tomatoes, even ketchup, eggplant, spinach, mushrooms, and vegetables that are fermented or pickled, like pickles or sauerkraut. Uh, certain fruit like citrus, banana, pineapple, avocado, and any overripe fruits. Meat that's cured, fermented, including salmon, bacon, salami, fermented ham. The fish, the list is so long that uh, just avoid all of them. It, I'll get you to the two that we are allowed later on. Bone broth and collagen can trigger a histamine response. Alcohol is fermented. Fermented soy products, fermented grains uh, like soy uh, sourdough bread. Kombucha, a lot of people are drinking that. It's a fermented drink from tea you made with sugar and bacteria and yeast and, and tea. Any kind of vinegar, yeast and yeast extracts, artificial preservatives and dyes can trigger an insta- um, a really strong histamine response. Any leftovers, anything that sits around for a while, the bacteria that grow, even slowly, they produce histamines that really increase over time, especially with meat or animal products, and um, vegetables a little bit, but not as much. That bacteria produces histamine. So we want to eat fresh food. The idea of preventing the situation from getting worse, because histamine intolerance can lead to the mass syndrome. So we really need to watch out that since, you know, symptoms are so widespread, the approach cannot just be a pill. It has to be broad spectrum, looking at all the symptom relief and um, really going to the root cause as well. So the approach, you know, I'm going to go to diet first. You know, you can test to see if you need it. Maybe just taking Benadryl, see if you feel better. That's a good test to see if you've got a histamine response. But not only going on a low histamine diet, but I would highly recommend the elimination diet along with adding good anti-inflammatory foods that uh, kind of you can overlay those. Some of the um, foods really can help stabilize those reactive mast cells. So instead of just worrying about removing, think foods that can fight the inflammation and can add more stability, like onions. Onions contain a lot of quercetin. Quercetin we use forever for allergies, and I had family members have used it. It works great. It takes a little bit to get in the system, but then with COVID, we found out because it's strengthening that cell membrane, it's doing a lot of other good things as well, keeping viruses out um, and keeping the histamines or, yeah, the histamines inside. Another food that's been studied is moringa, the superfood, chamomile, the wonderful tea you can drink. My favorite, turmeric, my BCM95, curcumin extract, anti-inflammatory, antioxidant. uh, Boy, it's just anti-cancer. It's anti-all the bad stuff, pro-health. Research on it. Boy, I've got a whole book and a half on that. Uh, Peaches are good. They inhibit mast cell. Brazil nuts. 
uh, really an extraordinary source of selenium. We have no soil selenium around here, minimal. So eating a few Brazil nuts has been found to be, in studies, beneficial on uh, some of the allergies and asthma that are related to the histamine. And then a high-fiber diet, because as the fiber ferments, that helps regulate um, the mast cell function in, in the gut. So some foods to eat, low in histamine and really good. So fresh meat, fresh caught or frozen seafood like cod or salmon. Those are the only two. Avoid anything canned. Non-citrus fruits are good. Eggs are good. Grains like quinoa or rice. Dairy substitutes like coconut milk and almond milk. And fresh vegetables, except tomatoes, avocados, mushroom, spinach, and eggplant. And of course, to keep the cell membrane very strong, healthy fats. Good olive oil, good healthy fresh nuts. Then a lot of people do very well with the diet alone, but others with MCAS may find that supplements really are going to fast track them to feeling better. So the, the, probably the number one is going to be diamine oxidase. That is abbreviated DAO. That's the enzyme taken with meals that helps break down the histamine. Vitamin C also helps to break down histamine. Quercetin, you can get that in the sap, in the tablet. Um, it's, it's kind of hard to eat enough onions every day to really, um, be effective. But quercetin, you can get a nice concentrate that uh, is excellent. Magnesium, uh, deficiency of magnesium really can induce the mast cells to uh, be very reactive. Zinc, got to have zinc, got to have D. And there are some specific species of bacteria that are very good. Um, a certain bifidobacterium, a certain bacteroides, and a certain lactobacillus rhamnosus are all very good at healing the gut lining. So bottom line, um, no magic bullet. Wish there was. Oh boy, do I wish there was. But it is is all diet and lifestyle. I mean, reducing um, the stress on, on the body, making sure you sleep enough, avoiding toxins, um, Cleaning up the diet and stabilizing those cells are going to be about the best we can do to that magic bullet. Chronic health conditions require really methodically going through a list of all the underlying mechanisms till you find the one that is your, you know, your kryptonite. Don't give up. Sometimes health has to be your hobby for a while. It takes a little maintenance, but diet and lifestyle can be the cure of so many of our ailments today. So if you have any questions or are looking for someone to work with in your diet and lifestyle, go to my website, debford.com, see what I have to offer. Follow me on social and stop by the good earth any day. Have a great day. Remember to take really good care of yourself. Only you can do that.